Welcome to Torah Mecha Parsha with the OU Women's Initiative. This week, we will be studying Parsha Pekudai. Chris Anderson, the head of TED, the organization that's best known for producing TED Talks, authored a best-selling book on public speaking. This book com- compiled the different pieces of information, the different tips and tricks about public speaking that he picked up over his experience of producing TED Talks. He writes that the most important part of every speech is the beginning and the end. The beginning, because that's what brings people in. And the end, because that's what people remember. And you're saying, that took a best-selling author to write that? Of course, everyone knows. The beginning and the end are both important. But keeping this in mind, that what you want people to take away from whatever you are saying or whatever you are writing should really go at the end. I want to analyze the end of this week's Parsha, which is also the end of Sefer Shemot as a whole. It says in Shemot Parak Mem, the 40th chapter of Sefer Shemot, the final chapter. Moshe put the final touches, he put up the enclosure around the Mishkan, and with that he finished all of the work on the Mishkan. The cloud covered the Ohal Moed, Uchvod Hashem Malayata Mishkan. And the Kavod, the presence of Hashem, filled up the tabernacle. Moshe was not able to enter into Ohal Moed because the presence of Hashem in this cloud was filling up the tent. And when the cloud lifted up from within the Mishkan, when the cloud would lift up, B'nai Yisrael would travel. And if the cloud remained resting on the Mishkan, B'nai Yisrael would not travel until it lifted up. A cloud would be present there during the day, and a pillar of fire would be present at night. This is how B'nai Yisrael would know how to travel. There would be a cloud during the day, and there would be a fire at night. So my question to ask is, based on what Chris Anderson said, what are we meant to take away from Sefer Shemot based on the fact that it ends up off with these psukim about clouds and fire? Now, this is not the first time that we have heard about clouds and fire. When B'nai Israel first leave from Mitzrayim, Hashem informs us that a cloud used to lead them during the day and fire would lead them at night. When Moshe Rabinu goes up to Har Sinai, we hear about the fact that during Matzah Torah, there are clouds, there is fire. This idea of clouds and fire and the two of those things interchanging for one another and coming together are present throughout all of Sefer Shemot. But what I want to ask is, what is the relationship between these two things? As we've been analyzing through all of Sefer Shemot, There are relationships between different people, different groups, different ideas, and understanding these relationships can shed light into a greater understanding of the Parsha. And I want to know what is the relationship between clouds and fire, and what is the importance of both of them to our understanding of Sefer Shemot. The first approach is that of Rabinu Bachya. Rabinu Bachya comments on this final Pasuk of Sefer Shemot. And he says, for the cloud of the Lord would be over the tabernacle by day, whereas night, would, a fi- night fire would be above it. He says, we would have expected the configuration of the Pasuk to be different. Let's look at what he's saying. Ki anan Hashem al-Hamishkan yomam. 
This is a slightly strange configuration. The cloud of Hashem ala Mishkan, Yomam, during the day. And fire would be at night. We would have thought that it would say, Anan Hashem Bayom, Ve'ish Hashem Balayla Al Hamishkan. The configuration that we are presented with, with, while there's nothing wrong with it, it does seem somewhat strange. And what Rabbi Nubachia tells us is that each of these items, clouds and fire, represent a different element of Hashem that corresponds with day and night. The clouds correspond with day, and both of those things represent the Midas Harachamim, the divine attribute of mercy. While fire and nighttime, those correspond to the divine attribute of judgment, of din. So what is Rabbi Nubachia telling us? He is telling us that Hashem tells us at the very end of Sefer Shemot that both the Anan Hashem Bayom and the Ish Hashem Balayla, the cloud of Hashem will be with us during the day and the fire of Hashem will be with us at night. What does this mean? He says, I am going to interact with you through all of my divine attributes. Sometimes you will see that I'm acting towards you with mercy and other times it will seem that I am acting towards you with judgment. But recognize that at the essence of what I am saying through both of these things, through the cloud guiding you and the fire guiding you, is that I am with you. No matter how I interact with you in those moments, whether you perceive it to be through rachamim, through mercy, or through judgment, I am with you. I am together with you completely while you are in the desert and as we move forward. And that this Mishkan, where the cloud and the fire will rest, this is the focal point of my connection with you. You should recognize it for the symbol that it is. That the Anan is there, the cloud is there, the fire is there, the Rachamim, the mercy is there, and the judgment is there. But what is most important is that I am there together with you. The second approach, however, is one of Rav Aaron Lichtenstein, and I believe that this approach is one that can completely change the way that we look at our relationship with Hashem. Rav Lichtenstein says, what is fire? Fire is bright. Fire is clear. Everything is illuminated through fire. Rav Lichtenstein says, sometimes in our life, in our avodas Hashem, we have times that are as clear as fire, that they are bright, they are passionate, they are strong, They stand out literally like a fire in the nighttime. Everything seems clear. We are filled with this burning passion to serve Hashem. However, Rav Lichtenstein says, as human beings, we also experience times in our Avodah Hashem that are like clouds, where things aren't as clear, where we are not as passionate, where we are not as illuminated and excited about our Avodah Hashem. Things are cloudy. Maybe we have some doubts. Maybe we are lacking that passion. Everything seems a little bit dulled. And Rav Lichtenstein says, sometimes we can think that, of course, there is a place in Avodah Hashem for that fire, for that passion. But the clouds, those are sort of like stumbling blocks. Rav Lichtenstein explains that he says, the message that Hashem is ending off with in the entire book of Sefer Shemot is that an integral part of our Avodah Hashem is not only the fire, but also these clouds. The Bnei Israel in the desert had those clouds. They had these doubts. They were full of doubts. We see that from Am Yisrael. The moment they encountered a challenge, they doubted God. But it says, Anan Hashem Bayom. Hashem is there in the clouds in the day. 
and Hashem is there in the fire at night. That we should recognize that even in those cloudy moments, those moments of doubt, those moments when things don't feel as clear, where we don't feel as passionate, those are an integral part of our Avodah Hashem. And when we serve Hashem through those moments as well, that is when we maintain our connection with Hashem. That it's easy and it's exciting to be close to Hashem through those moments of fire, of passion. But when we are close to Hashem, when we serve Hashem, even through those moments of clouds, that's when we truly connect to Hashem. So when we are exiting from Sefer Shemot, Hashem is reminding us that there are going to be these times, that even though we have the Mishkan, even though we have this beautiful edifice dedicated to serving Hashem, we are still going to have these moments of clouds. Hashem could have eliminated it in these moments. There could have only been fire. It could have always been exciting and fiery, passionate service of Hashem. We may have expected that from the time of the Mishkan and ultimately in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, that all of our times of serving Hashem would be like this, exemplified through fire. But Hashem says, no, there is going to be a fire that guides you at night. There is place for that. But there are going to be clouds that are going to be there during the day. Those clouds aren't going to disappear now that we have this Mishkan. But I want you to recognize that they are not a stumbling block. They are not a challenge to overcome. Rather, they are an opportunity in which we can continue to serve Hashem through them and only achieve a greater, closer relationship with Hashem through that. So as we end off Sefer Shemot with this one final relationship, this relationship between clouds and fire, May we recognize that as Rabbeinu Bachya says, whether Hashem is relating to us in those moments, in certain moments through clouds or whether Hashem is relating to us through fire, both are opportunities to recognize that Hashem is there with us. Or like Rav Lichtenstein, may we be able to recognize that our Avodas Hashem is not only about those moments of passion, those moments of fire in which we are so excited to serve Hashem, but it is also about serving Hashem consistently through those moments of clouds, when there's doubts, when things aren't as clear. Thank you for learning together with the OU Women's Initiative.